All right, Patrick. Patrick. Sarah, how are we doing? We got we got a ton to cover. I feel like um, from everything, from sports to politics this week, to Twitter. Yeah. To Twitter. Crazy. Yes, I, I want to know your thoughts. We had a crazy weekend. Uh, fun weekend. Yeah. My Wait. son... My son and his girlfriend, uh, Andre, got engaged. That's right. Oh, my God. Congratulations. So awesome. Yeah, it was so much fun. She was surprised. It was, you know, we we had a ruse, which was my birthday dinner, lunch, drinks, whatever. We actually went down to the, um, we're big fans of the Pendry Hotels. Okay. Uh, there's like eight locations, San Diego, Baltimore, Chicago, New York, DC, DC is brand new. The, the latest one it's on the wharf. Anyway, okay. long story short, we said we were going to meet for drinks at three at, um, bar Pendry. Okay. And we went up to, uh, the restaurants called Moonrakers, a rooftop restaurant and beautiful overlooking the balcony. And, uh, yeah, we had, uh, some make believe we were taking pictures of, just regular pictures and boom, proposal. <laughs> proposal. Oh my God. Um, this is so exciting. You're going to be doing a huge wedding planning, you know, number yeah. two. Although maybe, maybe you guys don't have to do as much where you're, you have the groom, but still. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It should be, it uh, should be fun. But, uh, Paulini's love a party. So second marriage. They'll, they'll both be uh, married and, you know. Oh, wow. Crazy. You know what this means. It only yes. means one thing, Sarah. You're going to be a grandfather before you well, know. know that, but oh. I'm just getting old, old, old. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's I it. T- Sarah, I turned double, nickel- I turned double nickels on Saturday. <laughs> you know how old that is? I don't think that's old. I think that's very young. My I'm- life's, my life's two thirds over. And that's assuming I live to be 82. Two thirds <laughs> over. How are you feeling about it, that? It, it actually could be 80, it could be 97% over. What do I know? Okay. Wow. Well, you've outlived a lot of people. That's a good thing. You okay. you seem like you enjoy I, life. I, I think a death at 55 would be young, but very, very. I'll take 82 though. If I'm two thirds the way there, 82. All right. I yeah, I'd like to go longer than that, assuming I'm healthy, but yeah, 82. Goodbye. All right. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, I consider, I consider like 82 still young. I feel like 88 is like a good number, you know? Yeah, my, like guess, my guess is Kristen probably, she either wants me to go early so then she could have a second, you know, life. Yeah. She wants another or, year. Or go real, real late. You know what I mean? Like there's no uh, in between. Cause if you're like, if I'm 80, then it's like, oh, what does she do? You know what I mean? I know. But you know, people now of all ages, even if you go at, you know, 74, 75, Kristen oh could still. Oh my God. She'll be like. Oh yeah. She'll, she'll find like, you know. Yeah, she'll, young... she'll, she'll never, ever, ever remarry again. That I know. Oh, re- oh, really? Wow. Yeah, you, when you're married to me, it's one and done. Got <laughs> <laughs> <That> it? Okay. <laughs> but no, real excited. Second kid getting married. Probably some some point in early to mid-24. So we got some time. I have to you know save some money again. Wow. Uh, well, I guess this podcast isn't going anywhere. You uh, you still got to keep a job to pay for all these weddings. So this well, is if good I relied for- on the podcast to pay for the <laughs> wedding, Sarah, we'd be getting married at um, Wendy's around <laughs> breakfast time. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's the other job, which you know, 
Yeah, the management job that that pay, yeah. that pays the real money. That's the yeah, real. Yeah, I know. I'm not like you where I get rich over pot off a podcast. <laughs> You're doing it wrong, Pat. Living, living in L.A., selling all kinds of crazy shit. Shows, trying. <laughs> well, shows. I was talking about what your your stuff you're selling on Insta and stuff. Oh, anything. You anything. Product. Product. Yeah, I, I have low integrity myself. <sighs> so yeah, so so great weekend. Um, that is so great. Congrats. And was she totally so? How long have they been together? Uh, four years ish. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. They dated quite a while. Yeah. 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 She seemed totally surprised. Yeah, I mean, I wonder. you know, I guess, you know, if you're in that relationship and you know, it's probably coming at some point within the next. I mean, I'm one, assuming one to six months. I'm sure they taught, had talked yeah. and yeah, I'm, but she definitely, definitely was surprised without a doubt. Oh my God. Well, this is terrific. Yeah, and she, and she's terrific. And, um, I actually got to meet her parents for the first time that night, which was very nice because they were waiting at the bar we went to after. They had friends there. and It was a great night. Just a lot of drinking. And um, wait, well, that's a normal night for us. (laughs) Yeah, we don't we don't need an engagement to do that. (laughs) And it's the holiday season. So, I mean, you're like doubling up. I mean, you know, you're out and about. Yeah. All right. Anyway. This is great. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, good. And you're in Maine, right? I'm in Maine, up here through the Christmas holiday, and then on to Detroit. Um, yeah, living it up, Patrick. So are you going to be in Michigan when they play in the semifinals on December 31st? Um, yes. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. You guys well, should get a sitter and go out to a bar and watch the Michigan game. Well, we're not Michigan, you know, Dan's Michigan State. We're all state. Dan wants Oh, uh, oh, I thought you were Michigan. No, he wants them oh. to lose. We're oh, okay. State. Sorry. I thought you were I thought you were in Ann Arbor. I thought you were like Michigan. Oh, well, believe me, we love all things Michigan, but we're not a Michigan. Okay. So you're a state. Oh, so yeah, yeah. you probably want them to we lose. We will not be going. Okay, got <laughs> it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I got a ton of I want to hear yeah. your thoughts on all these stories. Where do you want to where do you want to start? What do you think? Actually, I, I want to know your thoughts on the Twitter one first. What what's one? There's like one every day. Well, how do you feel about, okay, I think I always say her name wrong, but is it Barry or Barry Weiss? Barry Weiss. Barry, okay. Bar, Bar Weiss. Bar Weiss. So, you know, she put out this long Twitter thread. Basically, yeah. well, a bunch you know, of files are dropping with stories of shadow banning. So she was given access to uh, records, Twitter records, um, kind of portraying what people mostly on, you know, the, the, the so-called con- more conservative right-leaning uh, reporters, pundits, and so forth, believe that they were being what's called shadow banned. So they were throttling down or in essence, not elevating their tweets or making sure that they didn't trend related to, you know, Everything, COVID, COVID lockdowns, COVID election. vaccines, election stuff. You know, they portray it as this secret society or secret grouping. Well, they happen to be the top executives at Twitter. So I don't know how secret it was. You know, it, it doesn't look good. You know, playing devil's advocate, 
at the end of the day, they're a private company and they chose to throttle back or yeah, is distract. it talking? I guess is it that surprising? Or here's is the it th- here's the thing with a Twitter, and I've said this before. The thing with a Twitter, by the way, they've been dropping these. It's called Twitter Files One, Twitter Files Two, Twitter Files Three. I think some of the people they were restricting or blocking, it's very bad. You know, and clearly cultural ideology or politically motivated, right? If you go, if you look at those, the people who were uh, impacted the most. And by the way, they denied that they were doing it. And now it looks like they were doing it. So that's another issue. The problem with the Twitters, the Facebooks, and the Googles, and so forth, you know, yes, they're a private company, but they're also basically the communication highway. They're they're, they're the, the, you know, the, the phone company of 30 years, you know, you have to use them. I mean, you don't have to use them, but you have to use them, right? And I think even though they're private, they have a responsibility to be transparent. When they started, they were going to be a free exchange of ideas, a free exchange of communication, a free exchange of news. They shouldn't be restricting unless it's clearly offensive, clearly vulgar, clearly violates known transparent policies. Short of that, they should have stayed out of the way, and clearly they did not, right? And I think that's a problem. It's not criminal unless they lied in some sort of you know SEC filing or some other you know court proceeding or, or something to that effect. It's not good. Um, but I also believe everyone knew this was going on. Right. I think they just yeah, everybody there. Right. I mean, everyone. you know, uh, but I think it's it also, you know, it feeds the narrative why it appears those on the left, the Democrats. And many others are so concerned when Elon was buying Twitter. Right. You know. They, they tried to vilify him. They tried to make him you know, the, the, the villain in, in all of this in terms of what he was going to do with it. And maybe some were concerned that this would come out. Um, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've been following. Listen, she's a very, very reputable reporter, former New York Times. She runs Substack, which is. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, they're great. It's an open platform for all different ideologies you know, liberals, conservatives, and so forth to post uh, their articles. Uh, and then you can subscribe to different journalists or, or writers underneath the Substack platform. Uh, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, it is a little concerning that she's gotten a ton of access. Uh, who knows what she's seen, right? Some privacy things that, you know, uh, well, and wasn't that complaint too with the journalist Matt Taibbi that you know yes. people, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people came for him and yeah, um, there's been a lot of doctor, a very reputable doctor, and I believe it was University of San Francisco Medical Center was widely criticized early on about lockdowns, 
uh, you know, there was people who were throttled back or I, I forget the other word, but basically they make sure that it doesn't uh, get retweeted, you know, too much uh, about how vaccines did not prevent transmission. I know, isn't that crazy? And also, wasn't it another, I don't know if it was a scientist, basically somebody coming out that was pretty prominent saying school lockdowns will be so detrimental. Yeah. That was also, you know, that yeah. was like hidden or, you know, wasn't elevated. Well, I mean, we know, that, you know, they, they admitted, they admitted to the Hunter Biden story that they clearly did, you know, they suppressed that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and a lot of that stuff has now turned out to be, well, it's just like, you know, the, the, uh, the link or potential link or alleged link between the boosters or the vaccine and some of these heart issues. And, you know, yes, getting COVID when you're unvaccinated could do a lot of damage to your, your body, your organs, and, and particularly your heart. But there is an absolute link between, you know, heart issues and the boosters. But what, you know, we don't know how significant the CDC has admitted, you know, there's been studies out of Mount Sinai in New York, science.org and others. There is a link. And listen, you could argue the percentages, maybe it's 90% more risk to your heart if you get COVID being unvaxxed versus yeah. getting the booster. But to say that, it's crazy to suggest that there's some sort of heart-related potential illness that's a that's a uh, um, a side effect of getting the booster. You know, that, it's not that crazy to 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 say that. So, um, you know, and and that's where like I think like Facebook gets criticized with what they feed their algorithms. And I think Twitter's rightly getting criticized now because the expectation should be that those types of opinions and thought, and in some cases, science should not be just because you don't agree with. Right. Just because the mainstream doesn't agree with the science doesn't mean it's not science, right? Yeah. Or it doesn't fit the narrative of get boosted, get six year old kids, six month old kids boosted, da 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 da. And it's also points to why, you know, you and I talked, you agreed, I would never get a one-year-old boosted or, or vaccinated. So because, funny because, because you know what? They're not at risk. And therefore, because they're not at risk for the serious health conditions, even if unvaxxed, there is a risk on the other side. So why would you put your child through that risk? I don't understand it. I just don't. It's funny. I was just called this week to do a CDC parent survey on the vaccine, um, which I did. I was like, yeah, I'm happy to disclose. But basically, but yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm really hesitant. You know, because they ask you. Yeah. Are you I, listen, I would be hesitant too, especially with the, the, the variant now being, for the most part, relatively mild, right? And, you know, uh, this is going to sound, my opinion, 100%, I'm so tired of the tridemic, and even Fox 5, we call the tridemic, the COVID, the RSV, the flu, yeah, <laughs> uh, wear masks again. Yeah, oh, like, can we stop? Yeah. Co co no, co they don't want COVID-10. It's, 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 it's the flu now. At the end of the day, it's the flu now, okay? And if you're sick, stay to freak home. If not, go to work 
or live your life. Like now we're starting to tell people, to, oh, don't don't see your grandparents during the holidays for the third year in a row. Like, what are we doing? I know. Like, it's- what are L.A. counties considering reinstating masks? So now masks work for the flu when the CDC said clearly pre-pandemic that masks didn't work for the flu. Now they all of a sudden work for the flu. So now we're going to be masked forever. And this, again, it does, in some cases, validate the people who were saying that officials, whether medical or, or they want people in masks forever. They just do. Yeah. I, I, and you know what? Like, when does it end? It's not going to, I don't think. Do you? I mean, I don't think it's going to. I think we're going to continue to have this. And it will be, I'll be very curious about LA County to see what they do. Because they keep threatening this. Like, all right, well, once we get to X amount of cases, we're going to go back. And it's oh, like, it's the oh worst God. flu ever. It's the R. Now RSV is an adult thing. What? what? It was a kid thing. Now it's an adult. What do we? I, I know. I, it's, it's how do you avoid the tridemic or what? I, yeah, yeah, it's. Like if you get no, sick, I, I you get you. sick, I, stay I, home. Like we've like we've done for hundreds of years. Like seriously, of course. And we know the flu is dangerous for young kids and older people. I mean, if yeah, and I mean, it's like know your signs. And I may get my second booster because my three shots are probably completely gone for sure. I had COVID in May, so now that's what seven months, six months. Um, I'm 55 this week. I may get. I don't know though. Like I may or may not. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I, I know. Uh, well, what's, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, it, it's to me, it's like, I, I don't know. Where's I the- also don't, uh, you got the DC mayor every morning. She's where to go for free testing and you're this. It's, why are people testing still? Like, unless you have to. I have no idea. I have no idea. If you don't feel good, what did you do three years ago? Either you stay home. Like, what do we, I, I, I just, people still wearing masks in cars by themselves. People walking out. I can't, I I just, I, I I can't understand it anymore. I I honestly think it's, it's a mental, it's, it's not healthy. It's not, I'm sorry. I think it's more unhealthy that you're wearing a mask in a car or outside than it is to, to not wear one. I, I don't I mean, I just I, to me, live I your live it. your life now. It's out of and listen, if you want to wear a mask, I've always said it, go ahead. Yeah, but wear it, wear it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's just I the mean, mandate. It's this the craziness of the mask mandate of even pretending, you know, for people. Yeah, but if you want to wear it, wear one. I'm fine with that too. Hey, well, we're but if you're going to wear one, then wear a real one. Don't take it off to drink. Don't take it off to eat. Don't take it off when, you know, you got to talk. Otherwise it doesn't work. Right. Like, that's my point. If you're going to wear one and you're that nervous, put a KN95 on and do not take it off when you're around people. Otherwise stop. Um, okay, while we're on the subject right. of the district, there's a couple of stories there. Yeah, One, well, Union Station getting a big expansion. Well, $10 billion and it's a complete asshole. Like, no one wants to be there. There's an article this morning, Axios DC. They, they talked about how they're down to almost 
no retail space being occupied. People are literally getting off the train and basically, and this is a quote from passengers, hustling, running as fast as they can to get out of there because they're just getting harassed and potentially worse. They're assaults. Did this be, okay, this is like assault, crime, homelessness. Assault, crime, homelessness. Okay. Uh, assaults are, our assaults are up almost 80%, I believe, or some ridiculous number like that. Around Union Station. Around and inside Union Station. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. You know, and, um, but it's like a lot of places in the district and other major cities. The crime is just, uh, you know. Yeah out of control it's crazy and, and whether it's okay you could you know violent you know, the carjackings another 14 year old yesterday carjacked someone woman was shot in dc like 14 years old and yet oh, they'll be charged as a juvenile like whatever a 14 year old that carjacks a woman and shoots her should be in jail for 25 years i don't care if they're 14 i'm sorry they know what they're doing too bad right sorry yeah, no, they'll do, you know, juvenile and blah, 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 like enough. And then they're going to, you know, D D.C. Council passed last week. They're going to make all the buses free, right? Oh, yeah. This didn't shock me. Go on. Well, they're anti-car. Totally anti-car. I mean, listen. Anti-car for a decade. They, they do so, not. So there's two schools of thought on in this. the district. One, I believe it's going to be $42 million a year. How do you pay for it? Another tax. Yeah, someone said to me, well, it's an investment in public transportation. No, it's not. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's you're using taxpayer money to do it. You're not investing in anything. You're well, not you're not you're not building new buses, you're not you're not improving security, you're not you're not looking at other ways to move people throughout the city. Now, having said that, buses are mostly or a high percentage of passengers on city buses are from the poorer communities, those with less means. So this is a good thing, especially for people to get them to and from work, right? Especially like retail work, service work, overnight work, where, you know, this could help that and should help that. So that's a good thing. You just got to be careful that it's not you know, just people jumping in and out of buses and causing havoc. And so is it going to be policed? Uh, are they going to use any of the funds to improve buses, improve the routes, improve security, add more service? If they're doing that in conjunction with the free and they could fund it, then it's not the worst thing because it does, I believe, help people and maybe helps retailers who, who can get more people to jobs that, you know, we need, we need, we need workers. So, um, but speaking of that, again, I'm jumping around here, but you know, no, I know we have a lot of topics. This, so this, you know, this narrative from the Democrats about the minimum wage 15, now it's 16, 20, I think you, I think LA wants to make it 22. Yeah. They want to keep going and going. Uh, yeah. There's a reason when you go into a grocery store right now, a supermarket or target, the target by us has no one working. They have one woman sitting on a stool where as everyone checks out themselves, I went into a giant last week, people with hundreds of items in a cart, 
checking them out because there's no one, there's not one, there was not one aisle open. Or if there was, maybe it was an express line. This is what you get. Kiosk at McDonald's, right? You're going to yeah, get- you're going to go to self-serve, right? It's basically- gonna, It's going to be self-serve. You're not going to have hostesses at restaurants. You're not going to have, it's like the tip worker thing. So now they got to pay people the minimum wage, even if, even without the tips, right? So now you have a service charge. Is that a tip? Is that a not a tip? Well, I see a $27 service charge on a $100 bill or $120 bill. Am I tipping? If so, what do I tip? You know. Who's getting that service charge? Is that going to the restaurant? Is no. that going? So, so, you know. And then you wonder why a city like the district is going to continue to struggle in the restaurant world, the retail world. At, you know, at some point, a retailer cannot afford $17, $18 an hour for what was a $9, $10 job. And <sighs> there's enough jobs out there. Like minimum wage is minimum wage. It, it's 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 a go-between it's a part-time job it's sure it's teenagers it's young people thinking about college not it's thinking, ne- it's it was never hired it's these yeah. jobs were never meant to be full-time where you could earn a a, a, a wage that could take care of a family or to I don't take know, care of say that though i mean i i feel like starbucks changed that i mean i feel like starbucks wanted their workers 30 40 hours they started giving them a lot of benefit i don't know you know and i mean i think does don't you think it stemmed it's it's hard right but but, it, but hold on hold on that was up to the company right if if starbucks felt that was best for their business to pay people 17 18 19 dollars an hour get them 30 plus hours a week give them full-time benefits give them paid leave Starbucks as a company decided that was the best model for them to compete against or what other retailers, other people serving coffee, whether it's Dunkin' or other, you know, Java Nations or or Port Cities or, you know, uh, whatever. It wasn't mandated. The problem with when you start mandating 20 bucks an hour as a business, I'm going to be like, sorry. There was an yeah. article yesterday, and again, Axios, I give them a lot of credit. They do a nice job, Axios Local DC, about how the restaurant community in DC is struggling so bad. Restaurants keep closing, top restaurants keep closing. People aren't investing in opening restaurants in DC. They're choosing yeah. Montgomery County, they're choosing Arlington, they're choosing Fairfax or Loudoun because A, people aren't back to work, B, it costs too much. <laughs> C, potential crime and theft. And it's like, why am I going? Why am I going to build a restaurant? Why am I going to invest my, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't you think we're hitting a tipping point? Like for years, I feel like in the district, I, I always think like when I moved to DC back in like 2005, there was like awful crime. And then you had mayor Fenty, you had the mayor after that things sort of changed. Like they really cleaned up you know, we, we, we went through a period, right. It was really safe in the district. Remember Adams Morgan, like everybody yeah. went back there. They really opened it up to business. And now we're almost seeing that backlash, right? We're seeing crime rise. Listen, some of it is COVID related. Cause you know, when you, it, you know, it's like what New York's going through on the subways and stuff. And in, in, in their defense, a little, when you have a packed subway, crime drops, more witnesses, more people intervene, more, just there's people 
when people are moving about and you know it's packed less crime potential yeah. however so you have less people now and i believe with liberal prosecutors and again dc's federal prosecutors but other cities you have you know less accountability less sentencing guidelines you know you had a, you had a shooting two shootings one i forget last Thursday night, I believe, on one Friday morning on the Metro. The video is, you know, guy just pushes somebody over. They, they shoot people running everywhere on a crowded Metro station, a platform. It's like, that's is that what we want? Is that is that where we're at? So now you're going to have people who won't take the Metro. They're going to drive in their cars, more traffic. It's just like, like we, 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 I know. Well, you have to take... You have to take crime seriously and you have to be pro-business. The DC city council is neither. They're, it's neither. Yeah, but it's the voters, right? I don't think the voters want it. It's, it's no, like, it's, yeah, but you know, like, you think it is? I mean, look at Los Angeles, right? I mean, hopefully Karen Bass is tough on crime. Do but- people really know who they're voting for, for DC city council? I mean, some of the outlawed stuff, maybe, Probably. but they're so they're so baked in in their districts. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, you got to get organized and argue against it. I mean, absolutely. All right, so Patrick, we got cut off there for a second. Yeah, um, sorry. Our- uh, you know, technology is getting tough on us here. No worries. As long as it's on your end, I just wanted to make sure I have internet. Up here. <laughs> Um, but look, I wanted to ask you really quick about a couple big stories. So one is the commanders. Like the, it's a huge, so it looks like the report is concluded, right? The investigation, ESPN is posted about everybody. Wall Street well, Journal. there's multiple investigations. So the committee report was released last week. I believe it was 72 pages or 42 pages. I can't remember the number of pages. Uh, most of what we know already knew was in there. There was some revelations pretty much centered around Bruce Allen's testimony, um, you know, in terms of, um, you know. Well, I mean, it's kind of shocking. I mean, Bruce Allen says he was followed by a private. Right. So, so that, so, so really, right. So good. The, the new revelation was a potential, um, um, you know, charge against Snyder in terms of, uh, you know, blocking the investigation and or, you know, lying about hiring the private investigators. Bruce Allen says that, that they were, that Snyder, I believe, allegedly denied that. So, um, you know, maybe an obstruction type uh, charge potentially. Uh, the big investigation though is Mary Jo White's. I don't want to say big, they're both big, but maybe the more important investigation I, sh- I should say is the Mary Jo White investigation. She was hired by the NFL to look into the sexual assault and or harassment charges and other um, allegations against the team. That is the rule. That one might be the one that 
determines the future of Snyder. Obviously, he's already said that he's going to look at either selling or whatever. Haven't heard much about that since. Um, but that's the one I think that could be more damaging. That could that could actually where the NFL, because they hired Mary Jo White, can kind of fall back on and say, okay, it's time for, for you to go. Uh, it's just a shame that you have all these investigations and all this negativity. And actually the team on the field, and I'll be the first to admit, you know, I want, I wanted Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera, the coach gone after week one, two and three. Uh, but the team's playing well. They're seven, five and one, you know, as, as it stands today, they're the sixth seed in the playoffs out of seven. Uh, you know, they got the Giants coming up this weekend who are currently out of the playoffs. So if they beat the Giants, then they have the 49ers, the Browns, and they finish with the Cowboys. You know, if they go two and two down the stretch, they'll be nine, seven and one. And I think get in the playoffs, which would just be, you know, an amazing story, you know, with, with, with this team, with all the negativity. So, you know, I got to give the coaching staff credit to keep the team focused on the field with all the other stuff swirling uh, around and attendance not great. And, you know, they've played against a couple quasi uh, played at home against stadiums that maybe were filled with more fans from, from the opposing team. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, well, that's been years. Yeah. So multiple investigations. The, the one report is out. Um not a lot of new revelations, but some related to, like we said, Bruce Allen and how he said he was followed and maybe potential uh, uh, obstruction of the investigation. Well, and he also confirmed a lot of what a lot of people thought, too, is that the the um, the John Gruden email leaks came from, you know, Dan Snyder and his team. You know, that's in the report. I mean, there's a lot. It's a big, you know, it's not it's pretty damning towards. Dan Snyder and the NFL basically for saying the NFL covered it up too. Um, all right. Last topic really quick. What'd you think of, you know, sadly Grant wall, the soccer um, reporter passed away at, you know, at the world cup. A lot of people have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, what's your, any, any like take on that? It's tragic all the way around. It's just such a shame. I mean, you know, I'm a big soccer guy as is Dan, your husband, uh, listen, he was one of the best, uh, very tragic. I believe 48 years old, very young, was covering the World Cup, for, I believe Sports Illustrated, former Fox Sports contributor. Um, yeah, just just tragic. I mean, I, you know, if you look at the timeline, he posted – that he was sick, had bronchitis, wasn't feeling great. Um, who, who He said he tested negative for COVID in his post, I believe. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of speculation because he, the day he passed or the day after he passed, he had posted an article, written an article and posted it about how, uh, how the migrant workers who built the stadiums were treated, how many died, how the government really didn't care or allegedly didn't care. Um, so obviously all the speculation was swirling that, you know, God forbid there was some, you know, right. you know, 
Uh, and his brother, his brother made that video. You his know? brother made the video, you know, either intimating or implying that maybe there was more to this, um, you know, foul play or, or what have you. Then people started speculating that it had something to do, like we just talked about the vaccines and COVID. And he came out and said, you know, stop spreading those false rumors that Grant's wife's an epidemiologist. You know, again, we talked, you know, listen, people are going to speculate. That's A what lot, they do. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to speculate that it's maybe vaccine related, way premature, but also not completely, you know, terrible like i mean you know it, you know uh, you know it's it's kind of the first one of the thoughts that go into your mind foul play he had health issues i mean for a 48 year old to to, to drop dead yeah, that's uh, you know with as we know now or, or we believe no previous heart issues uh it's shocking like something you know yeah something obviously this he was sick maybe he didn't get the right treatment maybe stress who, who knows? We'll see. He's back in the United States. His body's back in the United States now. We'll see what the autopsy says. Very tragic. Uh, and another tragedy, you know, why we were doing this podcast, we heard uh, he had been sick. He got a heart attack. Mike Leach, who's the head coach of Mississippi State, wow. very charismatic head coach in, in college football, um, known for some great quips and quotes and takes on a variety of things. A great interview. Yeah, it passed at 61 years old. So, I know. so the, the, much outpouring of support. That one's terrible. Yeah. Um, just seemed like a very, 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 really great guy and beloved and funny and just just a unique character. So, uh, um, you know, very tragic there. Also going to ask you last. OK, last. I know we have a million topics, but last topic. What do you think of the Brittany Griner? Um, oh, really? I know it's, a, it's it's hard, right? I was very ecstatic for her, her family, you know, and uh, I think I actually like Charles Barkley's stance on it, which he was like, it's really just bittersweet, right? Because you have Paul Whelan, who everybody I think knows is probably not a spy, who has been there for years, still has 12 years to go on his sentence. They couldn't negotiate, I guess, is what they're saying. And I'm sure there's a lot behind the scenes we don't know. Um but what do you think? It is it is kind of bittersweet. It's like you're happy you always want any American back. So this but- is one of those stories where I fall back on my motto of many things can be true with the same story. I'm glad she's home. Sure. Period. Yeah. End of story. You don't want any American citizen for very frivolous, um, whether she knew what she was doing was illegal or not. You know, very frivolous uh, charges, um, certainly to get nine years or whatever her sentence was. So glad she's home. I also am sure it was very difficult for the administration to negotiate um, the way they had to. And, you know, I truly believe I don't think it was a decision of her or Paul. I think it was a decision of her or no one. Mm. Having said that, you know, Russia got the better deal, right? I mean, they just did. And, you know, put the human side of it, uh, you know, aside for a second, they got a notorious arms dealer who trafficked weapons, who was titled the merchant of death, who admitted to trying to sell arms to people who were going to hurt Americans. And, 
you know, so they got the better deal of the deal. And if you're looking at it from a political trade perspective, they got a better deal. Uh, can you still get Paul Whelan back? Don't know. Hopefully, maybe. Um, but what are you going to have to give to get him back now? Uh, so, you know, I think there's a lot of tentacles to the story. And, um, you know, uh, you know I, I don't know. So yeah, I know, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so I think many, many things can be true with, with the same story there. So, um, all right. Anything else, Patrick? No, sorry for the interruption, the technical difficulties, but, um, all right. you know, stuff happens, right? Stuff happens. Stuff yeah. happens. We're all good. Uh, okay. All right, so we're on, we're on next week, and then we'll be off for, for the break, and then um, we'll go from there. All right, sounds good, Patrick. All right, Sarah, we'll take care. Bye. Right, bye.